Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We coming to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, it's Valentine's Yeah, Seth, it's Valentine's Day today, just FYI. Luckily, my wife uh, pretty much is more forgetful than me when it comes to important dates, so I don't have to worry about a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got to actually make dinner tonight. Amy and I, we're going to go out, but we changed our plans and went out last night instead, and I said, mm-hmm. well, that's fine, I'll make dinner tonight, which, Seth, you know how many times I have made dinner since Amy and I met? Zero. Um, so well, dude, you got to be sure you choose the right recipe and go with something simple. It's just a matter of following instructions. I thought you were going to say it's a matter of choosing the right restaurant to go get takeout from. To go get- <laughs> I've got a window of like three hours between when I'm done with what I need to get done today and her getting home where yeah. that's a potential possibility. Send in you some make suggestions. make it look like you whipped it right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it in some of our containers and heat, like stick it in the oven, that kind of thing. There are uh, there are good websites or just Instagram accounts out there that are basically cooking for guys where mm. it's four ingredients or less. Okay. It's all about the the timing is what gets difficult when you're yeah. making multiple dishes. Yeah. That's where it can get overwhelming. Yes. Yes. And the whole cooking thing, that can get overwhelming as well. Just in the concept of send in uh, any good suggestions on the text page 7135724610. I need something easy and tasty. Does she, does she like Friday? <laughs> Fried egg sandwiches. That was my go-to. She hates oh, eggs. She? Yeah, she hates eggs. That was, that was my go-to for gaining weight. My one of my bulking, uh, my bulking items yeah. back in college was fried egg sandwiches because uh, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, you know, get a tub of mayo, a whole a boatload of cheap bread, mm-hmm. and a bunch of eggs from Costco. That sounds really good, good go. right now. Actually. Oh, <laughs> oh, and you could just eat so many of them. Yeah, <laughs> they go down so easy. That sounds tasty. Um, how you doing today, my friend? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I feel better and better about this NFL offseason. Usually I feel like I've been pushed off a cliff into a vast uh, a vast pit of nothingness. Yeah. I feel like there's enough to get excited about with the Texans and enough intrigue everywhere else that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. You know I, you know I know it's going to be a good offseason, Sean? When I saw the amount of traction that stories like 
Here are the odds for who the Chiefs' opponent will be on the opening game of the NFL season. Yeah, man. Will be. I'm like, oh, people are clicking on this stuff. They're actually they're all that they're that much more genuinely excited about the beginning of next season, a regular season. Did game. you? I, if you see so you. It sounds like you got the same email I did with those odds in there. I don't know if yeah, you. Lo- yeah. Did you look at them? I, did, I didn't look at them. Yeah, I saw that the Ravens was favored. I believe. Right? No, the Chargers. It, oh, the one I got. The oh, Chargers. That's right. yeah, the Chargers right. were Chargers. favored. Yeah. yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. So the the odds makers think that. Jim Harbaugh is going to be big box office for Thursday night football to open the season this year. Um, they're not an overwhelming feel, favorite, but yeah. they're the favorite right now. Yeah, feels like as a reward for winning the Super Bowl, you should get kind of like a homecoming type opponent for your first game. <laughs> like they should just give you the worst team, projected worst team. Yeah, so who knows? You know, maybe the Chargers will end up being the worst team. Maybe they're going to be Super Bowl champions. Yep. Who knows? But at least you know, like when you schedule that homecoming opponent. Sometimes it does end up being a, a team that is insulted by you, you know you being picked for homecoming, and then also you know does is, is capable of disrupting you. Chiefs lost last year in their opener against remember against Detroit. That was the game where literally Mike Tirico said as they were going to the credit the closing credits like this win great win by the Lions it may have an asterisk on it though because Kelsey didn't play in that game yeah. remember they I'm like dude that's oh just that's called right the game that's for right three hours and told people it doesn't really count <laughs> the asterisk yeah, <laughs> yeah what are you doing <laughs> that's, uh, yeah that's uh, that's that's very very true yeah, yeah and it ignored all of the injuries that the Lions might have had at right the, right at the moment um. I, the, speaking of the Lions, that was one thing I was getting angry about in reverse yesterday was, okay, two weeks ago, the Lions and Dan Campbell were just getting absolutely destroyed because how could Dan Campbell be so stupid to not take the points on a 45-yard field goal on yep. fourth and three? Yep. Because uh, they could have tied it if you had just taken the points. Yeah. In that, not a word, I haven't heard a single word being said about Kyle Shanahan going for it on fourth and three for an even shorter field goal that would have tied this game. Uh, because, oh, they went for fourth and three, they got it, and then scored a touchdown right. to go up in the game. Right. Yeah. And, by the uh, way, and, yeah, and yet somehow that's not the dumbest. I don't understand how it was the dumbest thing ever yeah. when Dan Campbell did it on a longer field goal, but it's not the dumbest thing ever when Kyle Shanahan. People wouldn't be that stupid that they're just allowing what happened on the play to affect the logic of the decision. I'll add one more wrinkle to the Shanahan fourth and three decision to go for it. Yeah. They had the extra point blocked, and right. it, it would the field goal they would have kicked would have been from the exact same distance as an extra <laughs> <Yeah>. point, <laughs> you know, they, they, where they would have taken the points. Take there. the points. Take the points. It's a guaranteed given. Yeah. So – and and I say that because remember remember I was getting so agitated about the Dan Campbell stuff yeah. that I uh, like Brandy had to intervene. Brandy had to have an intervention with me. She said, "Seth, I think um, frankly, I think you're a little bit more worked up over this than anybody else." It, but it was an injustice. Do you, and now we have a now we have a new injustice. We have a new injustice. Well, that, that's what I wanted to ask you because we're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan here in just a second. He spoke yeah. for the first time. Not for the first time. He obviously did a post game after the Super Bowl, but they had their press conference. He and John Lynch had their kind of post-mortem press conference for the season yesterday. And we're going to hear from Shanahan in a second explaining the process. But as far as you're concerned, Seth, did your having to process the whole Dan Campbell reaction and Brandy's intervention help you with this Kyle Shanahan aftermath here? Or are you equally angry that people are screaming that basically a coin flip decision is the dumbest thing he's ever done? I, yeah, and it was uh, like favored by... Uh, I'm I'm getting better with it. Like I I guess you know what it is. 
like the natural reaction is okay if you make a decision and it goes wrong, the coach is going to get blamed for it. That's the natural sports sure. fan reaction. But then you know, like uh, people, if you if you try to be more rational about it and you're trying to use the numbers or what have you, um, theoretically, people would be a little bit more even keeled about it, I suppose. But it's the super nerds themselves that are like the ones acting like like they were personally offended by Kyle Shanahan's decision. That's what's bothering more than anything. Yeah. It's that people that try to act like they're so intelligent about it are are being just as reactionary as anybody else. And that's what depresses me about humans. About general. society, it, yes. It makes me want to blow yeah. things up, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get to <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Here's... Uh, Here's Kyle Shanahan yesterday explaining his process heading into overtime and the decision that he made to take the ball. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. What you know, I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, um, especially ones I haven't been in, and um, our analytics felt that was the best way to go. But as you guys know, I don't always just go with that. Uh, I take into account what they say, what they think is right, and then I go off my gut in the heat of battle, and I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game. our defense had been out there for a real long time right before that, so uh, it was no, I didn't feel at all to override that at the time. Yeah, I think that's one thing. Man, there's so many, there's so many angles to this thing. We're still talking about it on Wednesday. This is, yeah. this is easily the, the the Super Bowl aftermath story that's had the most legs <clears throat> since I've been covering Super Bowls. Um, I think the the thing he said at the end there, Seth, it felt like a field goal game. That that does tend to get lost in the wash in all this. Is that the Chiefs had one touchdown the entire night. Yeah. They had one touchdown the previous six quarters, if we're going back to halftime of the Ravens game. And that touchdown drive was a one-play drive that started inside the San Francisco red zone because of a botched punt, a botched punt return. So, yeah, like, I, I look, I I, I understand the, the fact that there's two sides to this thing, and I'm not here to say, like, boy, Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, like, if he, if he had just – chosen to go second instead of taking the ball, man, he definitely would have won or that taking it first. I'm not like dying on a hill that, no, he, it was right to take it first. My point is there were so many different nuances to this thing that I just don't know how you can have the opinion that this definitively blew the Super Bowl for the 49ers. No, and and I think the the one that people are skeptical of is that the defense needed rest. And I, I think this is one of those things where I've actually like I, I tried to fact check myself and go into the analytics on it and see whether maybe it's maybe it's overstated, you know. It, and there, in some respects, they found that yeah, the defense needing rest is overstated based on some factors. But it's one of those things that on a game by game basis, it's just too hard to make a generalization about. The thing that's relevant in this 49ers game is that their four man pass rush was what was working for them very, very, very well in the first half. They got, they got, when they only rushed four in the first half, the, the 49ers pressured the quarterback 45% of the time. Mm. And in the second half, 
after they started getting tired, it was like less than 20% of the time they were over the game. So they started blitzing more in the fourth quarter. And you saw it. They got hurt versus the blitz because yeah. he blitzed Pat Mahomes. It hurts you bad. So I think the, the really relevant thing there is that your defense was tired and it was tired in the worst way, which was your four-man pass rush wasn't able to contain and get to Pat Mahomes nearly as effectively. Yeah. He wanted to get back to that as much as possible. Obviously, it didn't end up working. It didn't end up being the relevant difference in the game. But that was the thinking, and that makes 100% total and perfect sense to me. The other thing is that people keep saying, they keep bringing this up to me, yeah, but what if, what if the 49ers had scored a touchdown and then... And then the Chiefs scored a touchdown. Then the Chiefs could go for two. Oh, no. You mean there might be one play that could decide the game? Okay, great. Yeah. Who the hell cares? Second, if you're going to let that, that situation dictate whether or not you go for it, that's one of 16 possible outcomes. You know, like the, 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 the 49ers take the ball first. They can either punt. They can score three. They can score six. And then probably, you know, kick the extra point. Yeah. If they can turn the ball over. Right. Yeah, either on downs or on a turnover. Yep. And then, then, then the Chiefs have four different things that could happen. Yeah. So that's 16 different outcomes. You're letting one outcome out of 16 affect it. Yeah, I'm getting more and more angry that people are acting like it was a no-brainer decision that, that you take the ball second. Yeah, the, 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 whole, the whole the Chiefs can go for two thing has been frustrating to me because, yeah, that's a coin flip. That's a 50-50 yeah. proposition. Yeah, okay, they can go for two. And they might miss. <laughs> they might not get it, and San Francisco wins. <laughs> you know, like yeah, and it is, and and again, I cannot, I like, I cannot express to you how pissed off I get that two weeks ago people were acting like Dan Campbell was the dumbest person on earth for doing something that Kyle Shanahan would do two weeks later and receive praise and credit for, uh, for for being aggressive in the right moment yeah. just because it worked out. Yep. Like you can't you can't go on you can't go on pretending to be a, a galaxy brain while being just this stupid yep. all the time. Everybody, well put, Seth. Well put. Um, all right, um, the Pain and Pendergast with you on a Wednesday. Great to be with you guys. Appreciate you getting up with us. Uh, question. Is Will Anderson the best personality in Houston sports right now? We've got nuggets of proof that that may be the case. We've got nuggets coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, we're going to get to Will Anderson here in just a second. You, Seth and I were kind of going through during the break um, the, uh, the, the decisions in Super Bowls that have been most scrutinized recently. Because I can't remember, I can't, I, well, at least until we had this conversation, I couldn't remember the last time we'd still been dissecting something that a coach did three days after the Super Bowl was over. Yeah. You brought up Pete Carroll at the end of the Super Bowl after the 2014 season. So the the, the Super Bowl, I forget what number Super Bowl it was. It was the paid, the Malcolm Butler interception one where everybody's like, yeah. you just run the football and, and, and you win the Super Bowl. Um, and over time, what has happened is very quietly and silently, people have realized, oh, actually, there are a lot of good reasons to throw the ball there, including the fact that the Seahawks and Marshawn Lynch had been horrendous in short yardage situations running the ball that year. Yeah. Um, that just because Marshawn Lynch is big and strong and funny in commercials, that uh, that wasn't the go-to. So, but, but you know, Pete Carroll got called an absolute idiot for like three years afterwards. He did, yeah. I feel like this is what's going to happen three years from now. People will remember it as like, oh, yeah, I mean, it made sense. But yeah. It, they won't say that until Shanahan wins the Super Bowl. After Shanahan wins the right. Super Bowl, they'll say, well, yeah, you know, it was controversial at the time, but it made sense because the defense was much more effective with fresh passes. Yeah, ironically, yeah. ironically, probably the answer to our question, like when was the last time a coaching decision got this scrutinized, even two or three days after the game was over, yeah. was Kyle Shanahan here, right over there, right outside the window here at NRG Stadium when he was the OC for the Falcons, continuing to – Aggressively pass the football with them up by mold, where a field goal and just running the ball probably wins you a Super Bowl. That was uh, what is now turned into man the 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 dream team of guys who have reputations of of, of chokers and big games. Dan mm-hmm. Quinn and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, man. Because uh, Dan Quinn's defenses did not hold up well under uh, into game clinching situations, and he was like at any given time. I feel like I always have to remind people, yeah, you know, Dan Quinn was the head coach of that Falcons team. He, yeah. he could have got on the headset and said, Kyle, right. knock it the bleep off. Yes. You know, he's like, no, you're going to, I'm going to take it. Go ahead and grab his, his play calling placard if he doesn't start running the ball. Absolutely. All right. So the question is, Will Anderson the best personality in Houston sports right now? You love you some Will Anderson, Seth, and appropriately so. Well, I felt like In the Loop did a great job when they had him on the other day. And uh, it, it just the entire interview, and especially towards the end when they just started kind of hanging out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, he's just so real. Like, he's just so openly and plainly himself and loose about it uh, that it's, uh, it's, just really, it's just really fun to listen to interviews with him. Even as he's like, usually, usually if a guy is just constant positivity and talking about how much he loves the city and loves the team and all of that it can start to wear on you a little bit because it feels a little bit contrived or something not will not so not so with will my my favorite answer was when they uh asked whether the number 51 which john and landry had had flat out told will like you get this number's no good uh a few months ago uh they asked if the number had grown on him yeah, it it was the same. I just feel like it was the same like in college, like with 31. Like, I, I'm going to ask you all a question. Which one is worse, 31 or 51? I think, I, I I think wanted, 51. Yeah, I think 51. <laughs> I wanted, like I you said, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was, looking at, <laughs> I, was, I was like, Will needs to get like a single like a single digit like number or something like I that. I wanted to, but then they would put me in the classification with linebackers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. 
He's already looking ahead <laughs> to the franchise tag. <laughs> right? No, I think that's just uh, – well – I was about to say that they're that you're not allowed to if you're a defensive end, but Clowney was wearing what? What, what number was Clowney? Clowney Cl- was well, six. No, no, no. Well, Clowney with the Texans or no with the Ravens? Oh, with the, he, he, was, he, was 20, wore, he, wore, he was 24. That's right, 24. Yeah. That's the worst number. Yeah. for an edge rusher, uh, that was a that was a weird weird number for an edge. There's got to be not, a reason for it, right? I could see, I could see, yeah, I could see quarterbacks getting really PO'd about the rule change. Then I thought. I thought Brady was kind of whining about it at first, but now I, I see how confusing it could be for quarterbacks. See twenty four coming off. See twenty four and like kind of think defensive back or whatever. It changes. Like the the big guys, the big guys are obviously like the guys you worry first and foremost yeah. about in pass protection. But anyway, um, I th- I feel like thirty one does would have a cachet to it just because uh, it, it makes you look faster. Um, but it would also maybe make you look smaller. I, I've never had an issue with 51. I think I, that's just fine. I feel like Will's made 51 kind of cool. I see oh, those that, 51 yeah. jerseys I got at NRG Stadium. I, they, I, yeah. think, I think 51, I, 51's grown on me. I didn't like it either for Will, but feel, I think that, Will's made it kind of cool. That was uh, like 91 used to be a bad number until like defensive ends all started wearing 90s and defensive linemen in general started wearing more 90s. But then like Kevin Green and a couple other guys uh, made night turn 91 from a just a real crap number into something good. And you that made it you kind of f- became like it kind of became like the white defensive lineman number right. for a while. We're repping. Yeah, cuz was- Yeah, and I had no clue about that. It was just that was the number they gave me when I was in college and then I was lucky enough to have it up through uh, through through the NFL. Um do you have more Will Anderson? I want more Will Anderson. So. I do. Okay. The um, the next one, this was Will Anderson. Again, we talked about how sometimes maybe guys sound like they're kissing up to the city yeah. when they're talking about Houston or like they're forcing it. This is this is Will uh, talking about the city of Houston. I'm very comfortable, man. And places I gotta, to eat, places to do, things to do, that type thing. Yeah, I just got to give a shout-out to the fans. Thank you all so much, man. We appreciate all the love and support this year. But I love the city of Houston, man, like food. I ain't gonna lie. When I, first, <laughs> when I first got there, I was like, "Wow, this is not gonna be good." This is the heaviest I ever weighed when I first. I was like, I was like two sixty when I first got there because I was eating out all the time on yeah. TikTok, trying to find different restaurants, <laughs> eating smash burgers, turkey leg hut. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. you know it, man. That's, yeah, you're in. But yeah. I love Houston, man. It's phenomenal. Um, I. I don't know if he thinks the Smashburger is uh, is is native to Houston or not. But let him we'll, think we'll, it. Let yeah, him, we'll let that let go. him think it. Turkey yeah. leg hunt. He likes Houston. Is. It's good. It, yeah. I'll tell you what. It, it's the damn avocado, man. You don't. You're not going to get this much guacamole and or avocado yeah. based foods elsewhere. I know. I know. You've read your articles about how the 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 Gen Z and millennials love their avocado toast or what have you. That's largely bogus. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the guacamole in Houston and in, with in Tex Mex that you're not prepared for. And you come. It worked out for me because I was transitioning into being a nose tackle in yeah. the NFL. So like I put on 20 pounds easy. It was no big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will. I don't think Will wants to weigh 315 pounds. If you um, if you want some more good Will and- – we got one more from Will Anderson here, yeah. but Seth, just as long as we're talking about him and in Houston, being in Houston, there he was he was on a YouTube, a house hunting YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if it was the Realtors YouTube channel or it's some like Houston lifestyle channel. I it just – it popped up through the algorithm on my, on my YouTube uh, recommendations. Yeah. Will Anderson house hunting is fun. 
him walking through like these deluxe condos that have all these bells and whistles mm-hmm. that he's probably never had in his house before. He's so <laughs> excited about everything. Was it, he? Uh, was he looking for? Was he looking for like a townhouse he, or a there, patio there were, home? The or one that I like saw. That? The well, the, the first one he looked at was a condo. In, yeah. It looked like I could tell when he was out on the balcony by the view. It was the high rise. Across the street from where I live, at Kirby okay. and Westheimer, there, those are for purchase. <laughs> right, right. I live in one that's for rent. His his is yeah. for purchase, and they're like seven figure condos, really nice. Then there was yeah, there was a townhome in there, like a three story townhome that he was looking so at. He's, he's looking. It sounds like he's looking to stay inside the loop. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, so he, a townhome, a townhome inside the loop can cost as much as a mansion out in uh, uh, up north or whatever. An easy commute to Montgomery practice County. as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm all for guys staying inside the loop when they can. Yeah. The 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 suburban spread is death to team chemistry. Yeah. It's just too hard for guys to get to hang out with each other. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of townhomes, the other yeah. I saw one the other day. Uh, the sign said elevator included hmm. and i thought that was nice because i'm i'm <laughs> i'm tired of moving into townhouses and you find out like oh the owner took the elevator with him <laughs> i like uh phew <laughs> <laughs> they need to point out that the elevator is included in the house. Oh, they took the washer, the dryer, and the elevator. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> is it normal for those townhomes to have an elevator? No. Or, yeah, okay. No. So that's, I mean, um, that would be funny. We're going to leave the coffee table and the sectional, but we have to take the elevator with us. Sorry. Tom Coughlin's house in Jacksonville Beach, well, in, in Atlantic Beach in Florida, the one that he built after he was done at the Giants. Yeah. Um, they had an elevator. It was pretty badass. Really? Because a lot of times it's an elevator and it's like, oh, it's a little chariot strap into on the staircase. Like, no, he had like an old, it felt like an old time elevator with a little cage and everything. And yeah. Did he have an attendant on there to hit the button for? <laughs> like we do at NRG Stadium going to the press box? He bullied me into being the attendant. <laughs> he invited me to a party Seth. and I was all excited. And that's how I found out about the elevator. That was my Seth. job for the I night. I know you're retired <laughs> and you can use work. How about being my elevator attendant? Yes! Here's a, here's a 3XL tuxedo, you fat bastard. Now get in that <laughs> elevator and squire people up uh, and down. Um, do you have more Will Anderson? I want more Will Anderson. This is Will Anderson on, in the loop. They have a great rapport with Will Anderson. Yeah. This is Will Anderson talking about the frustration of not sacking Bryce Young in the Panthers game. I was like, bro, what's happening? And my coach was like, are we doing something wrong? We just looked up. He's like, bro, why is this happening to me? And I really wanted to sack Bryce so bad, man. But You know he's going to tell you, you never sack me. All the time. Yeah. You're never going to hear it. He's never going to let it die. Yeah. But many more to come. Yeah. It's, uh, it's especially tough getting teased by a 14-year-old. Like, <laughs> yes. He never sacked me. Shut up, virgin. That's what I would say. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Bryce Young's definitely a virgin, right? Uh, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't even think his mustache and beard are real. I think they're, <laughs> I think they're pasted to his face. Pretty sure. Maybe, maybe some. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know what Will Anderson definitely wouldn't do? I don't think. What? Threaten to murder some offensive lineman's family, like Jalen uh, Carter's being accused of by John Feliciano of the Forty ers Okay, this is this gets interesting because yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually I might be uh, I might be on Jalen Carter's side on this one. Okay. Because I feel like Felici- Feliciano might be your new Trevor Penning. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so Feliciano's the right guard who got injured in the Super Bowl, and in sticking up for the right tackle on the final play where Brock Purdy got hit by Chris Jones and Chris Jones was completely unblocked, Feliciano was sticking up for the right tackle on 
uh, social media, in in doing so, sold out his replacement that right guard. Yeah, and then later apologized by saying, "Bro, I was just I was just hung over. I'm so sorry." So like, so he did that, and then it comes out today or last night, I guess, um, that that Jalen Carter has been. Jalen Carter claims, dude, talking about uh, John Feliciano says that Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle for the Eagles, he says, dude told me he was going to murder me and my kids would never see me again because I was laughing at him after getting a flag. I said, I believe you got a body. Talking about Jalen Carter's dead friend right. from the incident that he had less than a year right. ago. Right. Or no, about a year ago, right? Yeah. Right after the national championship That's game. That's right. Then... He continued for weeks, so this is Feliciano saying that Jalen Carter did this. He continued for weeks posting my fam and reaching out to my friends. If you dish it, you got to be able to take it. He talked about my kids. I made that reference. I lost a friend to an accident, too, so I understand why he was upset. Jeez. I did feel bad, thought about apologizing, until he started posting my kids on his IG, and I had to get the NFL involved. Well, and the, and the reason this became a thing yesterday, the Feliciano's yeah. tweeting about it, is because the headline... The he- the initial headline seemed to paint him as the villain in the whole thing. That Jalen Carter told somebody that, yeah, because Feliciano became a big story after the Super Bowl because he threw his teammate yeah. under the bus. And Jalen Carter said, oh, yeah, this Feliciano guy, like, yeah, he brought up my dead friend from the, the drag racing incident. Yeah, yeah. So Feliciano, I like, Feliciano doesn't deny that, though. Right. Feliciano doesn't deny that. He says, yeah, but then Jalen Carter got really, really mean. He got really mean afterwards. And I don't know, like, uh, you know what? I'm inclined right now to believe that without doing further investigation, I don't trust Feliciano's version of the story because he's already proven that he's got no filters and uh, he's got no couth when it comes to trash talk. It sounds like Feliciano's crack at Jalen Carter was in response to Carter saying he's going to murder him and his kids. Um, mm, that's what the way, the, okay. the way I read the tweet, because I'll read it again. Dude told me he was going to murder me and my kids would never see me again. Or was gonna, oh. dude told me he was going to murder me, and my kids would never see me again three times. Okay, so he didn't okay. threaten to murder his kids. He just dragged his kids. Jalen Carter, allegedly, dragged his kids. There's no punctuation in here. That's the big problem with all this. I don't trust Put Feliciano. Put a comma in. I think Feliciano's a dirtbag offensive lineman, the way yeah. many of them are. 75% is the statistic. If I can. And, uh, and then he's 75% dirtbag. He deserves every, hara- not, every bit of harassment Jalen Carter gave him. Not you, Wade Smith. Not you, Chris Myers. Any other offensive <laughs> lineman that potentially listen to the show. Felt yeah. like 75%. You're in the 25% that aren't scumbags, okay? Um, I'm a. I'm a, I'm prejudiced against offensive linemen the same way your great grandpa was against minorities, where right. you claim that like, well, this one's different. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he could, he could have friend, he could have friends that were exceptions or whatever. That's how I am with offensive linemen. Like, oh, this one's different. He's not like the rest of them. The, uh, the general consensus. Notice, and, and great grandfather's a little generous. I realize everybody, but I'm trying to pretend. Here. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, yeah. The general consensus on the text page, Seth, to my question about what should I make for Valentine's dinner tonight because I volunteered to make dinner tonight for Amy. Yeah. Uh, the overwhelming, the overwhelming choices are some version of pasta or a beef tenderloin. Oh, beef tenderloin. Beef tenderloin sounds sense. tricky. Beef tenderloin sounds yeah. I guess, unless they know you grill, so if you grill, then yeah. you can do that. Yeah, that's um, true. I would say I, if you want to make it look kind of fancy and like you definitely put some effort into it but it's achievable and still homemade i would go out and buy a cooked ham 
and then make chicken uh, or make um, make cordon bleu like oh. pasta. Right? Is that right? Yeah, pasta, cheese, and ham. Okay. Is that cordon bleu? Well, chi- yeah. chicken cordon bleu has those things in like stuffed inside of a chicken. I know that. Oh yeah, no, that sounds too tricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of the pasta. What's the pasta dish with cheese and ham? I don't Do know. that. Whatever okay. it's called. It sounds Text good. Text in, everybody. 713 Sounds very tasty. I need help, everybody. That's what we're or saying. Or just right. flat-out pasta and some sauce. Yeah. Yeah. That, that may be what ends up happening. Um, but do this. Yeah. Again, to give the illusion of you know Effort. it being more homemade than yeah. it is get some get some sauce in a jar but then heat it up in a pot yeah yeah and and leave the empty jar on the counter so it looks like i did a lot of work you know yeah. like leave the ingredients sitting out there well no no no, no don't leave the up. jar don't leave the jar on the counter get oh. rid of the jar oh. get some um tomatoes chopped up on oh the i see i see yeah okay okay and uh and no 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 because that's it and it, as far as like heating it up in the pot. That's one of the few things that's actually less messy to do in a pot than yeah. in a microwave. You gotta if you don't if you don't time it it perfectly right with heating up sauce yeah. in the microwave. That's a long long night of. Cleaning. She listens to the show, so I'm screwed either way right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, give me some suggestions here on the text page. I, I appreciate everybody helping out. Well, uh, well, you could also though if you're gonna because you grill. Why don't you just grill up some steaks and then just uh, roast some vegetables? In I, I, that I may do. That that's yeah. that's on the list. That's on the list. Yeah, do some put in, put some asparagus and spray some oil on it and, and put it in the oven. There you there go. You go. Um, headlines: uh, The Rockets win on Monday night is being protested. That's in headlines, and we've got some college football playoff news as well. Headlines are next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Suggestions are rolling in on what I should fix Amy for Valentine's Day. I think the one that really hit home with me and Seth, screw that, grab a DiGiorno and a bottle of Two Buck Chuck and say, hey baby, here's some pepperoni for you. <laughs> and that may be what I do. You know one thing, that's where uh, sometimes I worry that the romance is gone in my relationship just yeah. because Brandy has zero tolerance for my juvenile jokes like that anymore. She- <laughs> just because, uh, uh, you know, oh, they're not clever, whatever. I've got the hotkeys to prove it. That's- <laughs> so good. Um, I actually I have a suggestion on my phone from, from Amy's mom who's listening right now. Mm. All caps, H-E-B has heart-shaped ribeyes if you want to just grill. Ooh. And then she says, then there's always her favorite jack-in-the-box tacos and egg rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, she'd probably like that too. Yeah. If I came home to a six-pack of hard-shelled tacos, whew, give it to me. She loves that's, jack-in-the-box tacos. You just earned tacos. yourself some, some loving, Brandy. That's it. Um, heart-shaped, I feel like a heart-shaped tenderloin 
a little too much of a reminder that oh yeah, you are eating a uh, you are eating a mammal that once lived and breathed. <laughs> <Just> a heart. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like it's a reminder that oh yeah, this is the one time that you cook dinner for me a year. Well, t- Valentine's yeah. Day when it's a heart shaped tenderloin. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like it uh, like it would be some kind of movie. Like where you're, you know, you just killed the cow and eat the heart all bloody and everything. Yes. Yeah. Like where your head's at. Um, Let's get to headlines here. Um, The New York Knicks have filed a protest with the NBA to dispute the 105-103 loss to the Rockets on Monday night. Uh, The Knicks decided to file the protest uh, yesterday evening, highlighting the NBA's last two-minute report, which in which the officials admitted they got a call wrong, where a foul on Jalen Brunson. On the Rockets, uh, Aaron Holiday shooting a, th- a three at the buzzer. They called a foul. Wasn't a foul. Holiday makes a couple free throws. The Rockets win the game. I, I was wondering this, Seth. Like, okay, how many? How often is this successful? Have you ever heard of an instance where somebody files a protest for the outcome of a sporting event, and it's actually, it, it's it's actually like been upheld. Like the protest has been yeah. upheld. I do. I remember it was. Um, if I recall, it was December of two thousand seven. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal was uh, incorrectly ruled to have six fouls mm. when he had only five. Okay. The game was resumed March 8th, 2008, but neither team oh. scored in the 51.9 seconds. To the best of my memory, that's, that's how it went That's really down. good recall by you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's happened. Okay, so obviously I was reading that. Uh, only six protests in league history have been upheld. The NBA has not often upheld protests in its history. Yeah. Okay, was this, okay, Sean, was this article on ESPN.com written by AI? Because listen to this, or is okay? It's by supposedly it's by Adrian Wojnarowski, but this is the paragraph. It's just two sentences. Yeah. Only six protests in league history have been upheld. The NBA has not often upheld protests in its history. Only six times, according to ESPN stats and information. So Wojnarowski or some AI version of him repeated it in back-to-back sentences. He repeated it three times in two dude, sentences. Dude. Only six protests in league history have been upheld. The NBA has not often upheld protests in its history. Only six times, yeah, according man. to ESPN stats and information research. Stop spoiling the draft for everybody by revealing picks, three picks ahead of time, and get back to proper sentence structure and I th- writing Dude, techniques. I think he's having AI. That, that is a classic AI sentence. Yeah. Where you, uh, that's uh, when you're reading something that you Googled and you're like, oh, that's Let's hell? out him. A robot Seth, wrote Let's this. out him. Let's screen grab this and post it and tag him and say, is Adrian Wojnarowski well, relying on did, AI for his articles? He did go to St. Bonaventure. And we know at St. Bonaventure, they don't always require you to actually even take college classes. Oh. You can go to welding school. Oh, Remember wow. that was with that was their uh, that was their their scandal yeah. was that some of the one of their players had gone to welding school and they cited those cre- I feel like Adrian Wojnarowski has like six credits uh, at, at Bonaventure and then the rest is all welding school. Yes. And AI <laughs> and, and getting checked out on AI. On AI. All right, so we'll see what happens with this Rockets win over the Knicks. I'm optimistic that they're not going to overturn the result of that game. Um, college football playoff and ESPN agree to a six-year contract extension worth $1.3 billion per year. So I guess the NIL and the transfer portal being the doom of college football and it's going to ruin everything. Yeah, $1.3 billion for the college football playoff from ESPN. $1.3 billion. Per year. Per year. <sighs> yep. Man. That's a lot of nice, money. Honestly, I, I honestly... The one thing that I think people are ignoring in a lot of the hand-wringing over NIL and Transfer Portal and everything else like that is we really don't have to 
We really don't have to act like we care about these kids anymore. Um, we don't have to talk about how, like, ah, the injustice of the coaches getting paid and the players just being steered. I'm like, ah, whatever. Everybody's on their own now. Yeah, let's go. Let's go watch some football. And we don't have to try to act like we're amateur economists or something and uh, describing the, the free market or uh, anything like that. It's just, yeah, we're good to go. I, uh, I'd love to know what percentage of college football players are making – enough from NIL to where it's like a salary. You know what I mean? Where it's like a job for them. And and yeah. I would guess it's a very small percentage. I, I would guess it's, it's I would guess it's very by schools obviously. It, schools yeah. and position on the field, I'm guessing, you know, quarterbacks, running backs, guys that touch yeah. the ball are getting a lot more. Um, and I yeah, and I think that that's where the the biggest I'm guessing the biggest swing is like offensive linemen at big time schools versus offensive linemen at Cornell. Yeah. You know, like cuz those big time schools a lot of those kids are getting tens of thousands of dollars to go sign autographs at a place where you know you know for damn sure um, it's not it doesn't make sense financially. Right. right. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I, but what percentage? It's, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, another college football playoff nugget: the board of managers uh, of the college football playoff is expected. God, is, is there a board that sounds less prestigious than that? The college football playoff board of managers. Um, Sounds like Cam Newton made it up. Yeah, like I man, mix the word executive in there. Make it sound uh, make it sound super important. Anyways, they're expected to vote February twentieth on a model that would include the five highest ranked conference champions and then the next seven highest ranked teams in the twelve team playoff, which starts this fall. It was originally before the Pac twelve crumbled to nothing. It was supposed to be six and six. It was supposed to be six conference champions, so you'd have the Power Five plus a group of five. And then the six wild card, we'll call them wild card, the six next highest ranked non-champions. They're changing it to five and seven because the Pac-12 is basically two teams right now. Washington I'm State and Oregon about, State. You know how SI, how Sports Illustrated is trying to capitalize on their brand name any way possible? Yeah. Like they're building that Sports Illustrated resort down yeah. in Texas City. Yeah. Which is like, I'm open to it. Sounds like a good idea, whatever. But they... They can't make it as a as a sports publication anymore, so they're just trying to use their brand for anything. I think the Pac-12 should do that. I think they should have like the Pac-12 Resort. Oh, the, yeah, a lot of alumni out there with fond memories of the Pac-12. Yeah, man. That they can. Uh, yeah. Are they going to call it the Pac-2 this year? Like, is it like a te- no? When like, since when is any since when has a conference had the actual number? No, that's of a good point. In it? Well, the Pac-12 yeah. is the one that kind of adhered to it. They were the Pac-8 and then the Pac-10. And then the yeah. Pac-12. They, yeah, kinda, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're How many the, are in the Big Ten now? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Like, it's so silly. Is there a team that isn't in the Big Ten? <laughs> yes, the, it's called the SEC. That's the SEC it. division of the Big Ten. Right, right, right. All right, so that's your, uh, that's your headlines. All right, up next, um, here on Payne and Pendergast, um, I appreciate everybody continuing to send in suggestions of what I should, what I should cook for uh, Amy for Valentine's Day. Carbonara. I don't know. If we, only, I don't know if we said on the air, Seth, the, the the pasta dish you were looking, you were you were grasping for the the the, uh, the name of with the ham in it is carbonara. I don't know if we said that on the air or not, um, okay. but that's that's what it is. That's good stuff. Carbonara. I used to go to a place in Jacksonville. Well, I mean Ponte Vedra actually, but uh, that was uh, they they made. It was called Semolinas, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they made a lot of pasta dishes. And that yeah. was the one. That Oof. was my go-to. That was your go-to. I could gain like seven pounds in an evening in that. Sounds tasty. Big, right. uh, as uh, oh, this is an old one. Never mind. Go okay, um, heading into the seven o'clock hour, Payne and Pendergast Sports Radio six ten. Um, I we got a good question yesterday on the Utopia Mailbag episode. 
if you could pick for Nick Casario to get an A plus in the draft or in free agency this offseason, which one would you pick? He can only get an A plus in one. Which one would it be based on where the Texans are right now? That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 